Hello. Hello. Hi. Hi, you can just that's it? Uh you usually have a lot more to talk, Mariana. I'm Montana. <laughs> <laughs> Alright guys, welcome to a new episode of Cashiers and Critics. I am your host Jimmy. I am I am also Jimmy. And I'm still Tony Montana. <laughs> <laughs> I we do have a new guest with us tonight. Yes, I'm Boriana. That's Princess Boriana. You don't have a yes, like, I, like a cool nickname. No, nope, I'm Tony Montana. Okay. <laughs> Tony Montana will be your nickname. You brought her in for female representation. They just want my <laughs> That's clout, it. Basically. Yeah. We were like, you know, we're, in case we ever like actually get anyone to listen to us, we don't want to be canceled immediately. Exactly. Oh, wow. So all this, this is your like token woman on your podcast. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Just to okay. show that we care about female representation. Right. right. Yep. Exactly. I feel very represented. <laughs> Damn right. And, you know, you should be because you actually chose this film. Yes, I did. Yeah. And if it wasn't obvious already, it was uh, we watched Scarface. No, I mean, by all means, you just like say fucking Tony Montana all the time. That's just like your future. You, like <laughs> fucking French Montana has his name. You just you know, just funny thing, actually, Tony. when we were watching the movie at the scene at the end where he's like, you need guys like me. I realized that that's a Nicki Minaj song. Nicki Minaj used that entire scene in one of her songs. I'm pretty sure it was in Yikes. Probably. Yeah. So, Yikes. Yeah. I mean, to be honest, like this movie's like reference the fuck like in like. Hip hop culture, it's so a hood classic. <laughs> it really is a certified hood classic. They songs off it. Uh, Fifty Cent got shot just as many times. <laughs> as <laughs> Tony, Tony Montana got shot nine times. Bro. You got shot at least nine times. You got more. Yeah, well, yeah, I, mean, I guess so. You know, yeah, I mean, he's not that gangster as Tony Montana, I guess. But <laughs> no, I guess not. Just fucking take a shotgun to the back, huh? Anyway, see, if it isn't as obvious, we're talking about Scarface. We're not talking about the um, 1930s Scarface. We're talking about the 1983 most... one. Yeah, exactly. The most recognizable one. So I don't know how many people have actually seen the 1930s Scarface. I don't think people know that this is technically a remake of a film. Sort of. <laughs> I mean, they they dedicated the film to the guys who made the 1930s Scarface. Oh, actually, those two guys at the end. Those two guys at the end were the people who made the original one. Ah, okay. Makes it's sense also, now. like, loosely based on a book. Loosely based on a book. Uh, I, which I actually what? don't know yeah. if it's loosely based on a book. I mean, it is. I got my facts here. <laughs> Bring up the facts. <laughs> Brandon with the facts. But yes, 100% this is based on the remake. Well, I mean, sorry. This is based on the original. Clearly with a new settings, with new characters and whatnot. Uh, the only thing that carried away was just the name of the movie. And I guess they kept some sort of characteristics, like considering that El Pacino, Tony Montana... Is has a scar in his fucking face the entire movie. Yeah, they only mentioned that like they only called that like one time though, and it's in Spanish. Yeah. So. Well, I mean, two times actually, because well, in the beginning, like he's like, "How do you get that scar on your face?" Yeah, eating so. pineapple. Yeah. yeah, eating pineapple. So, um, well, first reactions to this film, obviously, I think. I've seen it like a million times. Boriana, have you seen it like oh, yeah. plenty? Brandon, 
pretty sure you've seen it plenty of times too. I've actually only seen it once. Wow, okay, never mind then, but it's one of those movies where, like, it's like, again, we talked about it, like, to say it's a certified hood classic in a sense. A hood classic. Yeah, exactly, hood classic. Everybody has somewhat of an experience with Scarface. Whether you listen to hip-hop or you just, like, grew up... Well, Boriana, you said you mentioned you grew up with dudes. So, like, everybody's seen this, you know? Like, like when I was a child, like, I thought, like, you have to be gangster to see fucking Scarface. Does that all work? <laughs> yeah, clearly, you know? It's Godfather and Scarface, okay? That's it. You gotta be gangster no, to watch this film. You don't have to be gangster to watch them, but watching them makes you gangster. Mm, exactly. Watching like, Scarface before everybody else? Ooh. It's just like the YouTube comments, like I watched this film and then I suddenly started saying Gabagool. Exactly. All the time or something. Exactly. Just cool. You just feel cool after watching it, you know? Like as a kid, you don't get the context and shit like that. That actually Tony Montana is actually a really shitty person. <laughs> he's a horrible person. Yeah, he's he's the protagonist of the story. Doesn't mean that he's the perfect protagonist he's a bad guy exactly so bad say hello guy. to the bad guy not funny montana's good people mm. yeah yeah i think like literally everyone else in the film would disagree with you <laughs> <I think so. laughs> except like the goons at the end i guess <laughs> yeah i guess so except but, that one goon exactly um so my uh my question to you guys is how did you guys enjoy the film like watching it at this point where we're going to be obviously talking about it. Uh, I mean, do you want to start? Do you want me to start? Um, I mean, I can go. It's definitely different watching movies like this that you grew up with, like as an adult and like realizing everything that you didn't before. But yeah, Scarface is always like a good time. Tony Montana is always a good time. There you go. We had a Tony Montana counter in the bottom. Oh, yeah, we should, right? Oh, my God. Yeah. Every time she says Tony Montana, I just do a, do a right. ding. <laughs> if we ever, for some reason, release this on, like, YouTube, I'm just going to put, like, a Tony Montana counter. No, yeah. Like one of those times where it's, like, every time I say Tony Montana, take a shot. Maybe, See, oh, God. I feel like you'd be already, like, passed out by this. R.I.P. R.I.P. <laughs> podcast Whoever, listeners. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no. I mean, uh, yeah, I enjoyed the film. It was longer than i remembered but like yeah. it was uh i mean it didn't feel like it dragged on too long like the pacing no. was pretty good so like yeah it slowed down in some points but overall it's still like compelling to watch even though it's a literal three-hour film so yeah pretty much i feel like again it's like two aspects of the film you see like the rise of him and then you see like the fall of him so the way that they splice that with like in the middle with the montage yeah. I felt like that was like the perfect way of just like setting that second half of the film. But uh I'm mean, at least for me, like again, I've said this a million times. I've seen I've seen this movie so many times and then um watching it, it's like in more of a critical way, it's it still hits home. Like everything works well. You're not supposed to root for Tony Montana no. at all. You know, you just need to see like how he gets his comeuppance in a sense. So, um, oh, do you guys have anything you guys want to add? I mean, I can't think of anything right now. No? Initial thoughts. You have any initial thoughts, Boriana? Not yet. 
All right. Well, then, Brandon, you want to take it down to the plot of this entire long movie? The plot? Okay, let me, let me pull it up for this one. Jeez. Pull it up. Well, first of all, I don't know. We can talk about... Yeah, I want to talk about a little about the people behind it, actually. You mm. know, it's... Uh, Go ahead. Brian De Palma film. Yeah. Who's known for this. Carrie. <laughs> Carrie. And what else did he make? Off the top of my head. I can't think of anything, actually. I only thought Carrie, to be honest. And uh, he's done something else. You haven't watched Carrie, Mariana? Yeah, actually. <laughs> like the original one? Yeah. Oh, okay, okay. It's too scary for me. I can't watch it. Yeah, you're not. They're all going to laugh at you, Brandon. That's fine. <laughs> I'll just be scared. Uh, he made The Untouchables, apparently. Ooh, okay. Carlito's Way. Uh, well, Mission Al Pacino. Mission Impossible. He did. Mission to Mars. <laughs> And then it sort of went downhill. It made Black Dahlia. Yeah. You watched Black Dahlia? Yes, I did watch the Black Dahlia. And? It was not good. Oh, okay. (laughs) If anyone knows what that film's about, it's based on like a murder that happened in the 90s. Yeah, the Black Dahlia murder. murder was insane. Yeah. The twist at the end of the movie was like, it's an unsolved mystery, right? It's like, it's an unsolved. Like a Zodiac? No, he's not like a serial or was he? No, he's not really a serial killer, but it's like it's an unsolved murder. Mm-hmm. And the uh, twist at the end of that was it was a character that no one fucking it was in one scene, and you're like, I was the killer the whole time. I'm like, who are you? <laughs> like I saw her one time, and then the other person behind this, who's well known as uh, Oliver Stone, so. mm. he wrote the screenplay, right? He wrote the screenplay, and yeah. He's also directed quite a few things. Uh, it's, uh, what is it? Wall Street. JFK. JFK. <laughs> the Doors. Born on the 4th of July. Mm-hmm. Natural Born Killers. I like that film. You know, is uh, speaking of like the rise and fall of people, Oliver Stone. Oliver Stone. I think we talked about that in Alien. Like, yeah. What is he made after like fucking JFK? World Trade Center. Oh. W. With Nicolas Cage. Yep. Yeah. W, Wall Street sequel. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. The, what, with Shia LaBeouf. With Shia LaBeouf. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. Yeah, Oliver Stone. He had a good run there in the, like, the 80s and early 90s. Yeah. And then he just kind of like... Well, I, I mean, for writing a screenplay, I guess that's really good because he's, really detrim- like, he's really involved in the production-wise. Yeah, no, apparently he, he actually went down to, like, um, South America and, like, tried to interview people on, like, both sides of the law for this film, so. South America? Yeah, was, parts yeah. of the film is in Bolivia, right? Yeah, I guess so, but, like, when you not want to, like, visit Cuba? I think he went or, to Cuba as well. Okay, okay. <laughs> but he said it was a little hairy. Also, apparently he was, like, addicted to coke when he was writing the script. <laughs> All the stone was. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, that so makes he, sense. So he had some insight into like what it actually does to people when he was writing this. <laughs> makes it fucking delusional as fuck. Yeah, so apparently he wanted to like get off it so he moved to Paris and like for some reason and stopped doing coke. Okay, so no going- coke in Paris. <laughs> I guess it's not as easy to get, right? Why wouldn't it be the fucking Europe? Yeah. I don't know. Maybe Nobody gives two shit of what happens in Europe. I don't know. Maybe it's like harder and poor. Maybe it's more expensive there. I, I guess shipping. Yeah. It's, well, yeah, it's much just, easier to go from South America to the States. Yeah, you just go to fucking Paris and be like, I need coke. And, and be like, 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's like I would take for granted any person who's like an immigrant here. They talk about like how in their home country they don't have like maple syrup. I'm like, I what are you talking about? How do you not have maple syrup? It's everywhere. No, it's yeah. not. Yeah, no, it's it's not. It's really not. It's just no. maple syrup cartel. It's maple China. syrup the same as table syrup. No, no. it's not. Yeah. Absolutely not. Jimmy, okay. Come on. You can buy table syrup anywhere. Okay. You just can't you can't buy maple syrup. Mm. Maple syrup's pure. Are you more table or maple? Maple. Okay. Table syrup's just like, it's like watered down maple syrup. Yeah, that's true. This is just like general, like fucking Aunt Jemima, just table yeah. syrup. Oh, uh, we don't, that's, that's, uh, you dead named her? You so, uh, Pearl <laughs> canceled. Pearl Mining Company, sorry. Pearl, Pearl Milling Company. <laughs> is it Pearl Mining? Why would they be miners? It's a fucking <laughs> mining. Okay, Pearl make, Mining Company then. What are they mining for? Like flour? <laughs> Damn right. Flowers of grains are they mill it, they don't mine it. Perelman and company, okay, sure. Yeah, I was gonna say, bro, talking about controlled substances here, <laughs> talking about maple syrup, yeah, that's about as regulated as like actual drugs. Yeah, so. yeah, and there was sniff maple syrup up your nose. Um, <laughs> yes, actually. Wait, what, actually, not on purpose. <laughs> What? <laughs> no, explain the story right now. It's nothing. It was just I was trying to chug a bottle of table syrup. <laughs> just started Why? It's just because you plot know thickened. when you're a younger person, you do stupid shit. That's all that happens. Okay, I get that. I get that. I did a cinnamon it was, challenge. Uh, it was yeah. It's from the. Do you ever watch Super Troopers? Yeah. Yeah, where they're like chugging the, the syrup. And- I don't remember that now. I, I haven't watched that film since like fucking 10 years old. Yeah, well, there's a scene where they're chugging syrup and that was apparently a challenge. Okay. Back before the TikTok challenges. Yeah. I had a few challenges before TikTok. What did you do? Well, I, I did, uh, there was one where you like put ice on your hand and then the salt and it's like a burn. I did that one. The one where it just freezes to your yeah. skin. And, <laughs> yeah, I like these ones where it's like literally just do the stupidest shit possible. You guys didn't do the water bucket challenge? No, that was that was too stupid for me. I'm sorry. It's not even stupid though. It's just pouring like ice water over your head. I did that. <laughs> that was for charity too. Right? Ex- was it? I Except didn't- I didn't do it for charity. You got different clout. <laughs> well, I mean, it's also for clout, I mean, but it's also for charity. You have not changed at all. I'm here now, so exactly. It's just we just evolve with clout. <laughs> you know, this is called being politically savvy. You know, right? Mm-hmm. The politics, of- as we established in this film, <laughs> podcasting. Women are just possessions. Correct. Yes. 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 yes, yes. <laughs> I guess we'll get to there. And if you don't take her from her dad, you take her from her husband, and just. Yeah, exactly. exactly. That's just the way of life. <laughs> <laughs> Survival of the fittest. Exactly. That's what it's called. Anyway, we're actually, I should probably actually talk about the film. All right, all right. Brandon, break it down for us, okay? So, yeah, this is set in the 1980s during um, a lot of Cubans are immigrating to the States. The Cuban Revolution, the to Cuban be exact. The Cuban Revolution. A lot of people were displaced from their country. There's a lot of refugees. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of uh, criminal refugees as well, as pointed out in the beginning of this film. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, Tony Montana is implied to be one of those. So Yeah. It's never explicitly stated he was one. He just is very heavily implied throughout the film. Yeah. I mean, not to mention, like, when the um, fucking... What do you call them? 
people who are like vetting you to another country. Customs. Customs Custom, officers. Yeah. yeah, custom officers like trying to interview him to see who he is. They caught him with a fucking uh, tattoo on his wrist. Yeah, I don't know. It's like a prison tattoo or a gang tattoo or something. Yeah. It's from his sweetheart. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> it could be by all means. So as he claims, yeah, he never said anything. He never said it. He got it from the fucking from prison. So no, he he said, said it was it's his, from, from his my sweetheart. sweetheart. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's true. He did say that. Yes. Yeah. So it was has a line where you get that scar eating pineapple. <laughs> okay. Okay. So you want to talk about that, Brandon? Because you love talking about this. It's Brandon like, has seen a cover of uh, or a version of Scarface. I never saw. Was, I never saw the version. I just saw like the scenes. Okay, he saw the scenes. So, Bas- basically, it was like uh, censored for TV. Yeah, back in the day when cable television was a thing, you had to like when you wanted to release a movie like this, you had to censor it to a certain point. So like, if like your kid's flipping the channels, he doesn't tune in and see like, you know, I don't know some violence or a boob or something, you know, like, yeah, they, so basically they wanted to cut out all the violence and swearing in the film, which if you watch the film is like 80% of the film. They've said, they apparently said like the F word, like 207 times or something like that. Probably. Well, no, that's, that's what they said. So, Oh, actually yeah, uh, they did would, the math on it. Okay. Okay. Well, you the math. You just count like <laughs> the math. <laughs> I mean, that is quick maths. Yeah. Three hour maths. Yeah, no. So instead, certain lines were not always swearing, but they're like a little explicit. So some of the lines were uh, like this one where he says, where'd you get that scar eating pussy or something? Yeah. Changes to where you get that scar eating pineapple. <laughs> and my favorite one is uh, they changed one line to the world's like a great big chicken just waiting to be plucked. <laughs> so it's like what he's. It's like who comes up? I like I envy the That's person. That's what I want to work as. Just be the person that has to replace the swearing in movies for TV. The the stuff. Yeah, you can honestly, do. some of them are not as interesting. They're like, oh, why don't you try sticking your head up your toilet or something like that? <laughs> it's, like, it's like okay, That's fucking awesome though. <laughs> or other things, other such things, other movies I've examined. Yeah, just like just fucking censored Goodfellas. Oh. Ha- have a field day with that one. <laughs> other ones, examples I've seen was like people are like peas and rice. Instead of Jesus Christ. Oh my god, I've never heard that one. <laughs> or one was, uh, another famous one is The Big Lebowski. Or uh, if anyone's seen that film, have you either of you seen that film? Actually, no. So there's one scene where it's like the fucking, I don't forget, John, John Goodman? John yeah, Goodman's yeah, character. Okay. John Goodman's character is a little unhinged. And he's like going around, like they're accusing this one kid of like stealing some money from them. Mm-hmm. And he just like, He's trying to intimidate him, so he sees like a convertible outside, which he assumes is the kid. So he goes out, he starts like pulls out crowbar. It's like, you see what happens, Larry? See what happens when you fuck a stranger in the ass? And he starts like <laughs> smashing the car. And he just says that throughout the whole scene, but they had to change it to so, like, see what happens when you find a stranger in the Alps? <laughs> see what happens when you feed a stoner scrambled eggs? <laughs> it's like, what? Are, what do you like? What? <laughs> So it's different every time? Yeah. So I was like, what the hell? So yeah, Scarface is just... TV censorship's all the best, man. 
<laughs> That's the one thing I'm going to miss slightly about cable is just seeing bad TV censorships, <laughs> you know? Fuck, I had to watch Child's Play, like the Chucky movie, in Spanish for the first time because I had no access to the movie because my mom was not going to buy me the fucking movie. Yeah. And I'm like, I, I want to watch it, but I had to watch it in Spanish the entire fucking time. <laughs> Yo, yeah. when I watch stuff in Bulgarian that's dubbed, I feel like it's one person doing everyone's voice. It's actually insane. Like the real one MVP woman, of the story. Exactly. One woman and one man voicing everyone. Executives, every- go, <laughs> executives go up to them like, you know, it's time, right? <laughs> oh, okay, sure. <laughs> yeah, I was, I was going to say, I've watched like dubs of, um, of like anime, like in different languages, like, you know, the over 9,000 scene. Mm. Some some of them are just like one, just, I don't know, some language he's just like talking casually, like they're not even yelling. He's just like, I don't know what he said. It was just like, oh, it's over 9,000, you know? And I'm like, okay. <laughs> like nothing epic, even though like the face expression looks and, so epic. And then one, they put like that weird like voice filter, you know, where it's like, you sound like an alien where you're like, your voice is echoing. I'm like, yeah. what the hell is this language like? Is that what they sound like over there? Like, <laughs> in like, I don't know where it was, like Romania or something. I'm like, what is their interpretation of it? Look, shout out to the dub workers, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, shout out to them. You know, TV censorship anime. Yeah. Can't show any violence. Can't show cleavage ever. Can't nope. show guns. No. Nope. They're all super soakers or fingers of people pointing at each other. Well, guns are okay now. I, guns I are okay now, but back in back in the day, like in the nineties, guns are not okay. People walk in and be like, "You," like pointing the finger at them, like Yu-Gi-Oh. Yeah, like Yu-Gi-Oh. <laughs> I'm done. There's like, there's, I remember I was watching One Piece, and like there was one very pivotal scene in like a character's backstory where like the the main bad guy at the time like shoots their mother, right? Yeah. But instead, like the scene is just like him pointing his finger at her, and they're just like, "Yeah, she got sent to the dungeon." <laughs> <laughs> so I'm just imagining, like in Scarface, if that's what happens, like instead of shooting people, they just get sent to like a, a like a prison. Shadow realm. They just get exiled. <laughs> they they get sent back to Cuba. Yeah. <laughs> so basically, they just get deported. So as hell, basically, <laughs> we're basically about to fucking die there. Then sent to the shadow realm. So we're sending back to fucking 1980s Cuba. Bro. Okay, <laughs> continue, Brandon. So yeah, this opening scene is stop. Yeah, we haven't even started talking about the film, but I know, right? <laughs> so this opening scene talks about like uh, just sort of introduces character, and he's just like a very sort of honest sort of bold brash guy you know he's just like not afraid to speak his mind sort of thing he's not intimidated by anything yeah it's like going up to the office like you don't know what my life is like you know and yeah so it goes after that they just goes like a month later they're stuck in a detention center which is well you get introduced to uh tony's best friend too um yeah manny yeah yeah manny's portrayed as sort of like not the most competent person, but he's like a good guy, you know, because he's like, oh, I told I told him I was in a sanitation center. It's like a sanitarium. <laughs> so it's and also what like, is the sanitation anyways? What's the sanitation? Yeah. Like janitor. Yeah. Like sanitation, you know, like janitorial. Services. Uh, so what's the sanitarium then? The sanitarium. That's like, uh, I don't know exactly. It's like where they keep people who are sick. It's like, okay. it's like a hospital, but. 
Like you said, he was in a sanitation, so he was just a fucking, like, janitor then. Yeah. So why would you want to say that you're in a sanitarium then? I don't know. Maybe they get lean, like, I don't know, leniency if he said, like, he was was sick. Yeah, because he told him, Tony Montana told Manny to tell them that he had TB and got cured. So he Mm. was in, like, a hospital. I guess it's, like, leniency or something. Mm. Yeah, instead of, like, in jail or something. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, so they get to this detention center and they're just all just there's like a million people there. People are like <laughs> so say like they have like twenty people playing basketball. I'm like, how do you play this game? It's like literally people just like grabbing the ball from each other and like randomly throwing it occasionally at the hoop. Yeah, because they only have like one hoop. Yeah, it was just like these people are just so fucking bored. Yeah, they play fucking five on five. Like, come on. <laughs> They're not even playing any on any. It's like every man for themselves. <laughs> it's like people just it's like as a free for all. Fucking even... like elbow your face, be like my ball, bitch. <laughs> it's like at the CNE with the shooting game. Mm. Yeah, yeah, exactly. exactly. Like we're twenty people. Who can make the most buckets, man? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so they're just going around. They're like, yeah, we can get out of here. We have to just do a job for like a guy we know. We have to kill this guy, Rabenga. Yeah. Rabenga, yeah. Emilio Rabenga. Emilio Rabenga. Yeah. All these names in the beginning sound like super generic. They're like Emilio Rabengo, like Oscar, like Suarez or something <laughs> like that. It's like, bro, they just like pick names out of like a hat. Like <laughs> Hispanic names. Like, Let's See how many Hispanic names you can throw out <laughs> Yeah. I suppose there's no like pablo like whatever <laughs> no pablo suarez out there yeah pablo diaz yeah pablo diaz oh there you go damn it man they got all the fucking names <laughs> yeah one guy's name was like escobar yeah <laughs> yeah well i haven't met an escobar in this movie that was like the which one wasn't that the, like the fat guy they keep talking about? No, that was Nacho Contreras. Oh, that was Nacho Contreras. Oh yeah, Nacho, of course. <laughs> yeah, that's that's a much more reasonable name. Sorry, Nacho right. Contreras, his actual name apparently. So, yeah, so they accept the job because he's like, yeah, fuck this communist dude. Like, I don't care about communists. Mm-hmm. So it cuts a bit later to like there's a big riot in the mm-hmm. detention center, which I believe is a real event. So. So they got the they use the confusion just to like stab this guy, mm-hmm. or it's like they got this nice kind of scene with him like slowly walking towards him. Can we just talk about like half these riders aren't doing shit? <laughs> oh yeah, well, I just know, like right? standing there like a like a board of wood being like ah, and just like we're oh. just holding up a chair in the air for no reason. <laughs> yeah, I remember they're like trash and shit. They're just like in the background. There's a guy. He literally took the chair, like turned it 180 degrees, and just like dropped it on the ground. I'm like, what are you doing? <laughs> I would love to see that shit again because I, I didn't pick all I didn't see all the extras doing like he wasn't even like smashing it he just like lightly like it's <laughs> like an old man just like ah fuck fuck these Americans like, I don't know like look that. look man fucking the Palma was basically like go crazy go ahead just do whatever you got to do yeah but some people like didn't know what they were doing exactly. like you got this there's like. There's one there's like the guys on the payphone and they're like hassling him to get out and they just go in there and start like I don't know what they're doing in there. Like touching him. Like, you okay, bro? <laughs> Massaging him too. Yeah, I'm like, I don't know what's going on. But, by the way, what is this fucking strategy into that? 
So cause a riot, sure. But like, okay, he's in the payphone. Are you telling me that all these guys were they needed to know what they were doing to get him into this area, this tent, where fucking Manny and Ma um well one of the accomplices are there too, and get him out of the tent so Tony could stab him. I think that they were just like planning on attacking him, and that was just the events that they had to work with. You know, I I think they were I guess so, but it's like very strategic to get this guy from the phone booth to this tent. To get him out of the tent, to just get him to stab. That's true. <laughs> yeah, it's also a movie, though. So fair enough. <laughs> we're not like we we can, we're not wait, hand waving away everything by saying it's a movie. <laughs> yeah, There's some disbelief, but it's like I guess yeah. We did just talk about like people shitting on musicals for not making any sense. So I guess we can let this one go. Yeah. I guess so. Yeah. Like people don't sing and dance in day to day life. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So like, okay, fine. So yeah, after that they like they get out and they get their job working as like dishwashers or some shit. Like you know, or like making food, like keeping like Tony's like a dishwasher and then like his like Manny just like runs the counter or something. Yeah. And then like the chef there runs the stand or something. Yeah. So obviously it's like a shit job, like it's not good. So mm -hmm. they're like, okay, we can get another job. We can we're gonna meet up with these guys. Mm-hmm. This guy comes and he's just like the biggest sleazeball looking dude possible. Well, both of them. Mainly the the main guy, like Omar or whatever his name is. Yeah. Yeah, Omar Suarez. He looks like a used car salesman. Like, <laughs> yeah. He has like the slick bag, greasy hair and like the really long, thin face. And like mm -hmm. the, he has like a blue like suit or something. Yeah. Like, like a blue suit. Like yeah. a cheap looking blue suit. You know? Yeah. And he's just like. I'm like, what is this like fucking guy? So, so they're like, okay, we got a job for you. You go like, uh, do some stuff for us. We'll give you like five hundred dollars. He does not look like Robbie Rotten. <laughs> fucking lazy Robbie town. Rotten. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly. Who no, he looks about. like Robbie Rotten. No, he doesn't have the he doesn't have the the chiseled jaw of Robbie Rotten. Oh, that's true. No, that's he just good. looks like a greaseball man. Yeah. yeah, he just like yeah, he just looks like a generic greaseball. Like, so yeah, they're like, yeah, you're gonna move some marijuana for us, and it's like five hundred dollars each, and it's like a lot. It's like they says like four and a half tons or something insane. Yeah, and they're like, yeah, we're not. And Tony is like, I'm not doing. That's like nothing, right? Yeah, it's like you usually get like a thousand a night. Mm -hmm. It's like yeah, well, you know, you got to work your way up. And so basically, Tony just flies up. Yeah, I know. Fuck you, buddy. We're we're not gonna do that. Mm -hmm. And they're like, the one guy's like, oh yeah, the Colombians. Like, okay, you want a job? We'll give you a job. We'll get you gotta pick up some like coke for us from like some Colombians, right? Mm -hmm. He's like for five grand. He's like, okay, yeah, sure. So yeah. And he just like quits his job on the spot. You know, like it? He just leaves. I always, I always like like the thing like in these sections of the of of the movie is like what inspired GTA. Well, I mean, yeah, this GTA was inspired by this. Well, oh, Vice City. Well, I mean, particularly. Yeah, I mean, I think in general the series was though. Yeah, just like random missions you have to do, and whatnot, and then like each mission you do, you get closer to your goal, like, and you become bigger. Did you ever play the Scarface video game? I did actually. I did. Yeah, how was it? Uh, not as good. It's not GTA like. No, no, it did try to. There was like drug dealing still that I did a lot. Well, I mean that makes sense. Yeah, so like I was like literally drug dealing majority of the 
of the game. I wasn't even like fucking playing the game. I was just drug dealing. This is like the Scarface, but like what he did in between scenes. Like, <laughs> well, this yeah, no, this actually takes place after the the end of the movie. How does that work? It's not twenty. So in in turn, like before he gets well killed, he realizes he's about to get killed, and so he stops the shotgun guy. Oh, so it's an alternative world where he lives. Exactly. And okay, that's interesting. Yeah. So like he dies and everything like goes to shit. He has no money. So then so he has, he has to start the, from the bottom again. Exactly. He has to start from the bottom again. And then he starts, like, killing everybody that was, like, in his way. And then they they didn't introduce all, like, the DS brothers, Nacho, Conturas, and shit like that. So you killed them first, and then you reached Salsa. So very GTA-like. What is this God of War, like, RPG (laughs) bullshit where it's like, yeah, you start with everything and you just lose it. Convenient reasons, you know. You had to work your way up again to kill everybody. Yeah, all the time. No one remembers Tony Montana, apparently, except some (laughs) characters. Yeah. There's no one out looking for him. You know, they just gave up on killing him. (laughs) Yeah, pretty much. They're like, oh, we tried, failed. Yeah, exactly. We never got a body, but, you know, it's okay. (laughs) He's probably dead. He's probably dead somewhere. (laughs) Jesus Christ. This is fucking video game adaptations. <laughs> Move, it's like a two-way street. Video game to movie adaptations are usually terrible, and like movies to video game adaptations are also usually terrible. It's not like yeah. It's like they can't play the Godfather game. I didn't play the Godfather yeah. game. I didn't play the Sopranos game either. There was a Sopranos game. Oh yeah. You oh woke up this morning. <laughs> I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of these. Uh, fucking games. I think the only one that was ever decent was actually, like, based on a shitty movie, too, is the Wolverine video game. Mm. The Wolverine... The rated M game, right? Yeah, the Wolverine, like, Origins game. Yeah, that was that bad. Yeah, it was kind of fun. It was like a hack and slash game, right? Yeah, yeah. But the movie was terrible. So. Mm-hmm. The game was somehow better than the film, so... Yeah, I'm pretty sure if we compile this, we could find a fucking, like, good video game that's based on a bad movie or just a movie in general. Yeah, probably, but... I can't think about it right now, so... Yeah, I can't think of it. We're here to talk about a movie, so... Exactly. Yeah, so we're getting back to that. <laughs> Where, what, what were we talking about? Oh, yeah, they do this deal, right? Mm-hmm. So they go, and Tony's like, okay, I'm going in. And it's just like, they go in and start the drug deal, and it's like really tense, because they're like, yeah, you got the money? Yeah, I got the money, you got the stuff? Yeah, and like, no one does anything. It's socially awkward, like, stand, conversation. They just stand there. Yeah. Yeah, me, when I, like talk to a customer at work I mean, yeah. like, <laughs> introvert gangsters <laughs> exactly you ask them what are they paying with and they just hold up a card in front of you and you're like are you going to tell me what the card is like <laughs> nah I'm supposed to guess yeah don't worry I got it all our cards are the same yeah don't worry I got it you know? it, it, okay hold up I gotta ask you Variana. okay if somebody's paying my card whether it's debit or credit is this the same button for all you guys? Oh, fuck you guys, then. <laughs> I think that's, like, every place yeah. except us. Oh, I, I guess so, the yeah. The only place that you have to tell what kind of card you're paying with is, a like, a grocery store. Nowhere else oh. do you have. Not at Starbucks, not anywhere. Mm. Yeah, because it's, like, you go to, like, somewhere and you just hold up a card. They just, like, hit a button, right? And yeah. you just, like, they put it in, right? Yeah. It's just us. <laughs> it says debit yeah. slash credit on my, on my thing. Oh, that's annoying. 
<laughs> is that why everybody like goes hard on us <laughs> or just like flashes their card and like I'm supposed to know what card it is? Yeah, exactly. That's annoying. Yes. Yeah, I don't know, man. But yeah, this whole scene is like tense, right? Because it's like very obvious something's going on. <clears throat> and yeah, it quickly it goes bad, right? They get pulled up like behind. Get pulled up behind. What does that mean? <laughs> so that guy comes up. They get they get a bunch of guns pulled on them. And they're like, okay, well, you gotta, you're gonna give us some money. And it's like, yeah, no, we're not. And then he's like, I'm Tony Montana is just like, throughout this whole film, he just doesn't give a fuck. Like, yeah, that's like the base of his character. He just doesn't give a fuck about anything. Like, yeah, whatever, you're gonna kill me, go ahead, kill me, right? You know, yeah, like I don't care. So, but I'll like kill you and from beyond the grave. So, or something. <laughs> fucking spirit, the spirit of Tony Montana is just that's killing you. To the ghost of Tony Montana. There you go. <laughs> yeah. Who hasn't come up with the sequel yet, man? <laughs> yeah. So, uh, you're in the meantime, is like Manny and his like other friends in the car, and he's trying to hit on this chick. Interesting trivia about this: that mm. chick he was hitting on apparently like went missing after this film. <laughs> so what the fuck? She like she what the fuck? during the filming, she was apparently like talking about how she was worried that someone was like trying to get her. And then, like, she disappeared, and like, she, like, five months before the film came. And then, like, yeah, her, her sister's apparently still looking for her. So, what's her name? Tammy Lepin, I think, was the name. Damn, that's I fucked. I think I know that case. I didn't know that was her, though. Damn, that's fucked, man. Yeah. Oh, that sucks. So I was reading that. I was like, who the hell? Like, what the hell? Is so, this? she disappeared after the set? Uh, Tammy Leppert, sorry. Tammy Lynn Leppert. Yeah. That's fucked, man. Went missing under mysterious circumstances at the age of 18. Unless she was 18 during the film? Jesus. Mm. Damn. That's fucked. Missing for 39 years. <laughs> Damn. Also, back to, yeah. It's- so yeah, that's uh, just an interesting fact. That has nothing to do with the film, but yeah, that's yeah. So yeah, this brings us the infamous chainsaw scene. Yeah, or it's uh, they tie up his friend and be like, yeah, you don't want to end up like your friend, so they just like chainsaw. I mean, you don't really see anything though. They just kind of like show the chainsaw and then like blood spraying. Nah, probably some like MPA shit right there. Yeah, I was reading about that too, the MPA. They, so the first cut of the film they have, they brought in, they had an X rating. If you, I, I don't know if we explain what an X rating is. Yeah, like, basically so, it's like. Like, like, like do you, you know about this, Boriana? I listened to it uh, actually in an episode of your podcast about mm-hmm. Miles Morales. So <clears throat> I think that's where you guys were talking about it. Did we talk about it there? Was, it was either that one or... I can't remember which one, but yeah. Yeah, just briefly to go over the back yeah. back in the day, X was like the hardest rating you get. It was like what the equivalent of like R eighteen is. It now. basically NC's NC's uh eighteen. Yeah. I mean yeah. yeah, X nowadays is just associated with like pornography, but like Yeah. But yeah, that's basically like you cannot see this unless you're literally over this age. Like yeah. Like you were you don't not allow you in the theater at all. So yeah. I don't know what age was the age. It wasn't not. It wasn't twenty one. It was probably eighteen. I'm yeah. guessing. So, yeah. So they brought it in for the first cut and it got an X rating. So they cut some stuff out and they brought it back again and it got another X rating. So they cut it down even more. 
Mm-hmm. They brought it in and it still got an X rating. And so he's like, okay, you know, this is getting ridiculous, right? They were like, so they went to the play, they went to the, the board and actually talked to them and be like, you know, like this shouldn't be like an X rating, like should be an R rating at the most, because like all the stuff we cut out. Mm-hmm. And I think they eventually like convinced them to like put it down to an R rating. So mm. and then the guy was like, Well, you know, if this third cut is an R rating, why isn't the first cut also an R rating? But they disagreed with him. Mm-hmm. But uh Ryan De Palma figured they wouldn't know the difference between the cuts, so he just released the original cut anyway and, and only admitted that later. Yeah. So makes the, sense. So the original cut of the film, this isn't the censored version. This is what the original cut was. Um by all means, MPAA, we already talked about it. It's really fucking stupid. The fact that it had to like you show a nipple becomes NC-17 type of thing, yeah. you know? But, like, you can show a bunch of guns and killing people, and if as long as you don't show blood, you can get PG-13 out of that. Yeah, I mean, when you think about it, look at all these, like, uh, like Marvel movies. Like, how many people yeah, are getting, like, blasted and, like, Literally in the first Iron Man, he just like shoots a bunch of people. Yeah, and like no one dies. What do you mean? Well, they all die. No, they no don't say that it so, dies. Like, yeah, exactly. No one like you can assume no one died if you're like twelve. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. When he pulls out a gun out of his shoulder and shoots a bunch of like terrorists with bullets, yeah, they all live. Yeah, it's still rubber bullets. Yeah, yeah. As long as long there's no blood, it's okay. Yeah. Or a nipple, you're fine. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, no nudity at all. We don't want to see any nipples. Yeah. Or penises. Or- Dark Knight Rises is basically terrorists attacking a city. It's okay. PG-13. Go ahead. Well, what Marvel movie isn't that? And, like, they're all pretty, like... Yeah, exactly. That's sure what we're saying. Have, yeah. yeah. It's just the rating doesn't make really, like, no. much sense, to be honest. Yeah, it's one of those, like, weird... I don't know if it's like a more of a North American thing. I don't know how it works in other countries, but it's like violence is not seen as like being that bad for some reason. <laughs> like, yeah, but the nudity but, is like, like the worst thing in history. Nudity and sexuality. So like, your like, your own body is like like in in a sense bad. Who the fuck's phone is going off? <laughs> uh, it's uh, LinkedIn. <laughs> God, what? Well, you're. I'm not. Let's the podcast here, Brandon. We're not waiting for your job you opportunities, okay? People don't use LinkedIn anymore. I don't. It's just I didn't turn off the notifications. <laughs> so, yeah, but back back to the ratings. So it's just like the film. Looking at it now, it's like it's always known for being very graphic, but like in comparison to a lot of things nowadays, it's really not. Yeah, no, it's like. Fine. I can see maybe for like the eighties, this was pretty, uh, pretty graphic, right? Yes. Yeah. Like chainsaw scene probably being the most explicit of them. Mm-hmm. Or the ending scene. Or the ending scene, but even then, it's like, like yeah, a lot of people are getting shot, but like going back to like you barely see any blood or anything, right? Yeah. Kind of like it's kind of like the like like a John Woo type film where they just kind of like fall down and be like ah. Oh, <laughs> yeah. You know, it's like people are just getting shot left and right, and it's like whatever. Mm-hmm. It's like not that bad. So, but yeah, so they cut up his friend, and then Manny, after the, a lot of 15 minutes, comes in, like saves them all by shooting everyone. Mm-hmm. So Tony's like, calls fucking Greaseball and be like, 
you know, I'm, you know, my friend died for this. So I'm going to bring the, the gun, like the, the money and the drugs, the yayo, the yayo, <laughs> the yayo to the boss himself. Yeah. Apparently, uh, he outlived that line. So what bringing the yayo, the, yeah, the term yayo, cause Al Pacino is studying like Cuban culture and he learned that word. Oh. And then, like, Brian Tavon just liked it, so he kept it in. <laughs> the slang for cocaine. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Fucking, yeah, yeah. Another thing, <laughs> he never speaks Spanish. He speaks one line of Spanish in the film. <laughs> His man's from Cuba. He speaks, like, no Spanish. Yeah. I was saying that during the film. Most of these people are Spanish. Or Hispanic. I'm sorry. Don't want to. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Say that again, Brandon. <laughs> you're, you're really getting canceled today. <laughs> yeah. I'm getting canceled by somebody. I should have been. We probably should have been canceled a while ago. For <laughs> yeah, time. honestly. Yeah. Like, but most of them don't actually speak Spanish to each other. But it's also like a Hollywood production. Yeah, but they have them speaking Spanish in parts of the film, yeah, which is but... like. Like why? I mean, you're already getting an Italian guy playing a fucking like Cuban, so whatever, it's yeah. fine. Yeah, I think the only person who's actually like Cuban in the film was um, was Manny. So is he actually Cuban? Yeah, I think he's only he's okay. Okay, he's the only Cuban actor. So I everyone see. else was like Italian or like uh, like Puerto Rican or something like that. You know? well, Puerto Rican's so Hispanic, man. Yeah, but I guess it's like. I guess if you want to be the most authentic, which no one is anyway. No. Half the time, people go to a different country in these films that they're all British. Mm-hmm. You're in France, you're British. <laughs> like, I remember what film I watched. Word. Perfume, Story of a Murder, where it's all set in France, but everyone's British. <laughs> and then the one Italian guy is, like, French. <laughs> so, and the fr- the Italian guy is Dustin Hoffman. <laughs> <laughs> the Italian guy is Dustin Hoffman. Don't fucking kill me. That's funny. Yeah, so he meets up with uh, the boss, the uh, Frank Lopez. Yeah, and they sort of they get along pretty well because he likes Tony's attitude. You know, be like, oh, I like a guy like you. You know, he's like an honest dude, works hard. And this is also where we get introduced to another main character, Elvira. Elvira. El- Elvira, sorry. Mm-hmm. We call her Elvira. Played by Michelle Pfeiffer. Michelle Pfeiffer, another very famous. Actress. Actress. I yeah. don't know if she's done much lately. Yeah, she has. Oh, yeah. What? <laughs> Ant-Man. Yeah, yeah, I guess. <laughs> I forgot about that film. She's literally about to be in the next movie. I forgot about that film. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do you know who Michelle Pfeiffer is? Of course. Bro, come on. I'm just asking. Respect. I'm just asking. Yeah, she's Catwoman. Yeah. She made that Catwoman film. Right, <laughs> not Halle Berry. <laughs> yeah, just, uh, apparently they wanted to get Glenn Close originally for this. Ooh, that would have been. Uh, they, uh, they said they said they didn't consider it to be sexy enough. <laughs> which, That's so rude. Which I don't know. <clears throat> objective, I guess. <laughs> objective, yeah, I guess. Michelle Pfeiffer was more in her prime than Glenn Close was. I mean, she looks pretty good in this film. So, yeah. So yeah, and uh, they do the one thing where they did the Hollywood zoom in on like fucking Al Pacino's face when he sees her, like, oh wow. You see Tony Montana fall in it's, love. Come it's on. Kind of, it's like that she's all that moment. Yeah. Like her like true starts playing when she's like walking down the stairs. Yeah. I'm surprised <laughs> I'm surprised they didn't do that. That's a very like that's a very nice scene though. It's very famous. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Can we just briefly talk about the music in this film? It's 
I want to see now. The music? Whoa, whoa, whoa! What do you like? Like the score or like the actual music that they use? The score. It's okay. It's very eighties. To say. Like, dun, dun, dun. Yeah, the, the really synthesizer. <laughs> that that's actually okay. The dramatic one, but sometimes when they do the synthesizer, it's like really <laughs> noticeable. Oh, I even like the, the emotional scenes. I thought that was okay. I never had a problem with the score of the film. I didn't. Bro, I, what about when they zoom in on Tony Montana's face and now you can only see his eyes? That was horrible. The, they do that a few times. Yeah. yeah the, sound, <laughs> the sound with that. Is- I, I swear to God, that's like very like Brian De Palma shit there. I'm pretty sure you used a lot of that shit on Carrie as well. With the zoom in on person, like close up on the person. <laughs> yes, yeah, exactly. Him. Yeah. Yeah, it's just like you know how like uh St- Stanley Kubrick has a signature like crazy person look where it's like you just kind of like put your head down then you like stare upwards. Yeah, it's just like the Brian De Palma look where people just look like they like suffered through like <laughs> Vietnam or something. <laughs> yeah. They just stare at the thousand yard stare of like <laughs> like they're just spaced out. <laughs> Fucking like, cameras are zooming into your eyes. <laughs> just yeah. like stare at like uh... yeah, that no, that's no, not wrong. <laughs> Yeah, so this is where we get introduced to Michelle Pfeiffer's character. So, and she's just kind of like, uh, I, I don't want to be rude. A possession? A trophy wife. She is a, yeah. she is 100%, she's 100% a trophy wife because he's just like, and she knows it too. Like, even yeah. like Frank's just like, yeah, she just like spends half her time getting dressed, half her time getting undressed, you know? Yeah. It's like, yep, she just sits around all day and does nothing. Or does just drinks and like does drugs do drinks does drugs doesn't leave the house as far as we can tell so yeah because she clearly doesn't drive so yeah doesn't well walk. she has like he has henchmen to drive her yeah yeah go shopping i don't know like yeah trophy wives yeah trophy wife yeah yeah they go to, they go to the club with her mm-hmm. and this is uh like what happens in the club here? I can't remember. That's when when Frank asks him to oh, yeah. get out of his seat and here. No, not not yet. That's later. Are you sure? One hundred percent sure. Yeah, no, that was at the before the movie started. We watching it. Yeah, I, no, this is I, like someone when asked someone to get out of a seat and they refused. Yeah, <laughs> this is when um like Frank Boy. is trying to introduce Tony into like. The lifestyle, in a sense. You know, I'm going to get you suits. I'm going to get you this. Oh, yeah, that's when he was initiating him. Exactly. Get the Dom Perignon reference. Yeah, I didn't get that reference. I don't know what Dom Perignon. I do know what Dom Perignon was. The Dommy P. I I didn't understand. Don't form into Donny P. Don't foam into the Dommy P. Yeah, I didn't get that reference. Foams? Yeah, I okay. Now that I'm saying it out loud, it makes more sense. But he was talking. Brandon was talking to me through that scene. I didn't get it. So I just thought it was funny. They called it Dommy P. <laughs> I was like, yeah, that's that's a gangster name. <laughs> Some of the Dommy P. Dom- yeah, you know a guy named Dommy P. He's like, fuck, that's a cool name. <laughs> Dommy P. Yeah. I don't know if that's a cool. He's name. built for a gangster man. <laughs> All sipping the Dom Perignon. Yeah. You don't know a guy who has a gangster ass name, just like damn, like you gotta be a gangster with that name, Doc. Have you ever actually had Dom Perignon? No. 
No, it's it's kind of it's kind of like really expensive, isn't it? It's like super over. Yeah, exactly. Does it look like um I can afford shit like that? I don't know, Boriana. Can you? Like I can never like have it every night. I'm not Tony Montana, but like (laughs) once an occasion you had Don Perignon. Sorry. Yeah, Don Perignon before. Oh fuck off, (laughs) then. No, I'm not a wine or champagne expert, so I wouldn't be able to tell the difference that much. Mm. So. I'd be like, yeah, it's okay. <laughs> I don't know. It's, it's it's a very expensive wine. It's just like a t- typical, like, expensive wine, you know? Is it wine? It's champagne. Yes, yeah, champagne is wine, right? Just, is it? Yeah. It's a wine that's just, like, carbonated. It's only champagne that's from the Champagne region of France. <laughs> Technically. Otherwise, it's sparkling. Like, I'm right? just looking at Mariana for like validation. No, it's true. <laughs> Otherwise, it's technically sparkling wine. I know about wine. Trust me. It's like the. Coke. How do you know about wine? I just have personal. You just have knowledge, right? Pardon? You General just have knowledge, knowledge. <laughs> right? Right. This is a, once again Jimmy's attempt to dox people. Right. I'm not doxing anybody here. Right? I'm not doxing do anybody. Do you want my Do you want my sin number too? Just put it out there. Like, I'm not. Not anybody. Uh, my boyfriend's sin number. I'll tell you our address. Like, <laughs> yep. I'm easy. asking a question. That's it. Easy. I'm just it's asking. Called a leading question. Just asking some questions, you know. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Bab- we're at the Babylon Club. <laughs> tell me, Brandon. Yeah, we are at the Babylon Club. Babylon Club. I'm losing the, where the hell we are in this film. It's like still the beginning. It's still in those like first like thirty minutes of the film. <laughs> So it's like, yeah, he just, he, he's trying to, he sends him down, like, he's telling him about the life and he gives him more, like, things to do, right? So he, eventually he sends him, is this where he goes to Bolivia? Like, no. It, no? Not yet. Oh, yeah, they still, yeah, so they still have the, the part where he goes, like, after he starts doing well, he goes to visit his, um, his mother, mm-hmm. his mother and his sister, Gina. Well, we skipped a little bit. Yeah. So he is flirting with Lopez's wife. Yeah. And um, eventually he gets into a moment where he gets a new car for her because he doesn't want to. She doesn't want to drive with the same car that he's already driving. But he gets like a Porsche. He has like a Cadillac with like tiger print. Look, it looks up, awesome. Upholstery. It looks fucking awesome. I don't know. It looks like your Tiger King. All right. It goes yeah. well with the well, mustache. It goes well with Tony. Like... He likes tigers. <laughs> Tony the tiger. Tony Montana has a tiger. <laughs> Tony the tiger. <laughs> That's if Tony Montana had a tiger, he'd name it Tony the tiger. <laughs> we never got the name of the tiger, so who knows? It could be a thing. Can we talk about how sick his own like logo on his like? Gamer chairs. <laughs> We're not there yet, but <laughs> get there. His gamer chair. Yeah. <laughs> Literally, his Imagine gamer chair. Imagine like now. being Tony Montana sitting in a chair that has Tony Montana on it. Like, I can't imagine Tony Montana talking to her like a graphic designer and be like, look, I need this logo right here. No, I think I feel like someone got it for him. Uh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, so yeah, you're right. He's talking, he has a car. And he's like, tr- ends up buying a Porsche, right? Mm-hmm. And meanwhile, they're just driving around and he has the scene where he just like 
tries to make out with her. Mm-hmm. She's like, I'm not like that. She's like, he puts on the hat and she starts. Lo- Apparently, that was like a real thing, though. They left that in. Like, freaking Al Pacino just put on the hat and she didn't know he was going to do that. So, her laugh was actually like a genuine laugh. Yeah, I can see that because it just builds chemistry with both of them. Yeah. Like, they have good chemistry together. So, Even though it, the relationship's supposed to be really stagnant. I was going to say, I think that's like the one positive interaction they have the whole film almost, other than like them getting married. <laughs> like, yeah. Like, they, it's weird because it's like you never see them like be intimate with each other ever. No. They're just like always just doing their own thing like most of the time. Yeah. So it's just like, damn. That's- Not exactly. But I feel like those scenes are shown to show that they have good chemistry together. Or, like, some chemistry. Some chemistry for her to be like, okay, yeah, I'm okay with just, like, uprooting my dead husband later on. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. After that, he goes to his mother's house and his sister's there. His supposedly 19-year-old sister. Does not look 19-year-old at all. How old do you think she looks? Well, above her 20s. Okay, when he initially said, last time I saw you, you were small, right? He went like, like you know, with his hand. And I thought that, like, he was talking about her being, like, little, little, you know? Mm-hmm. And then I realized she's 19. I'm like, bro. Anyway, I thought she was, like, supposed to be younger than she looks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. No, she, supposedly she was 25 when she made the film, so that sounds more accurate. <laughs> I guess I'm 25. Not to be rude or anything. It looks like she could well, be that's rude. It's like like 27, 8. No, Jimmy. I told you, in the night in the 80s, they were just built different. Like that one guy who was like 19 when he made Nightmare on Elm Street. Man looks like he's like 32. Like, <laughs> Yeah. I don't know, yeah. 80s are crazy, man. <laughs> 80s were an interesting time, so... Yeah, so, so he's talking about, like, oh, yeah, I got money now. I can take care of you. And then so sort of establishes his mom doesn't like him anymore because he's, like, he had did some bad things back in Cuba, I guess. Yeah. So he's like, yeah, we don't want you, like, corrupting Gina as well. I like to add that, like, the, the actress they had for Tony Montana's mom is, like, really good. Because I'm like, fuck, man. Like, whenever, like, me and my brother, we got into trouble, like my mom would react to that shit like exactly the same way type of thing just like freak out on you oh yeah and like that's like the hispanic trait i feel and i'm just like oh shit like she got that on tight like very authentic like i felt that shit you know (laughs) also apparently that actress was only four years older than al pacino at the time wow so this is one of those, like, this is, this is also 80s thing, I guess. Same as, like, Back to the Future, where his, like, parents were supposed to be, like, older than him. They're, like, actually younger than him. Yeah. In real life. I mean, Al Pacino. What's Al Pacino? What's Tony Montana's age in this fucking film? I'm not sure, actually. They never really mention it. He's probably, like, in his mid-20s. And then as the film progresses, like, he gets older, no? I don't know. I like to say he's in his 30s. I was going to say he's yeah. at least in his... Like late twenties, then, like maybe he's like twenty eight. Man, is that a rough life? Because <laughs> how you know does not look like he's in his twenties or thirties. Okay, he's we'll, in his forties we'll or fifties. Yeah, yeah. If, if you want to fact check that, yeah. <laughs> and, 
Yeah. So, uh, in the, yeah, in the meantime, and so, yeah, his mom kind of like throws him out and then just tells his sister, like, yeah, take the money, you know, don't tell your mom, you know, I'll, I'll send you some money occasionally. And it's also established he's like super protective of his sister because like Manny's like looking at her, but oh, yeah, she's so, she's so beautiful. And he's like, you stay away from my sister. Don't mm-hmm. ever touch my sister. Mm-hmm. So it's like, okay, bro, chill. Like you have a sister complex. Yeah. 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 So after that, this is uh, where they go to, he gets sent down to Bolivia to deal with this man. Uh, Sammy Sosa. Sammy Sosa. Yeah. <laughs> it's, just, it's Sammy, right? It's Alexander. Alex. Oh, sorry. Alexander Sammy Sosa. Sosa. I didn't think Sammy Sosa. Um, so baseball <laughs> according to Quora I don't know how much we can trust Quora but Ooh. he's around like 34 35 at the start of the movie that's what I was saying he's like in mid 30s yeah. mid to okay. 30s that makes more sense like I'm the way this man's in his 20s like Jesus Christ there's <laughs> a rough life in communist <laughs> Cuba he had to eat octopus three times a day okay <laughs> yeah it's the octopus all the octopus and all the sun Eating pineapple, octopus, pineapple, and vitamin D on the beach. Scar eating pineapple. Exactly. How else? How else does it affect his age? Yeah, Jesus. (laughs) Anyway, they get down to Bolivia and they're talking about doing like a big drug deal. Like Sosa is like trying to establish himself in America, so he needs like a contact. So it's like, okay, we're gonna. I never quite understood how this pricing they're talking about works. He's like, oh, I'll do 7.5 a key. And he's like, oh, yeah. And then freaking like Omar is supposed to be negotiating, but Tony just like interjects like, no, no, well, you take it to Panama and we'll take it to rest. And he's like, okay, I'll do 13.5 or something. I'm like, I'm like, isn't that like worse than what they did? I don't know how this works. Like, are they talking about like price per key or like, I don't know. Well, yeah, because it's more money if they take it further because it's more risk. Yeah, I guess. I guess it was 7.5 if they came all the way to Bolivia to pick it up and bring it back. So, yeah, I guess that's how they're talking about. So, so he's like, okay, you know, they're negotiating. And then the uh, freaking Sosa gets a phone call and goes out and almost like, you know, I brought you into this world. Like, let me do the talking, you know. Mm-hmm. So he's like, okay, whatever, you know. So it's like, you know what? Yeah, we'll talk about it later. You go talk to your boss and they send off Omar and it's like, Tony, why don't you stay with me? So I'm like, yeah, it's not suspicious at all. It's not suspicious in the least. (laughs) But at the same time, like, what is he going to do? Right. Like he's surrounded by like this guy's like goons. Like you can't say no to him, essentially. Yeah. It's like he's going to get killed either way. Yeah. Yeah. That was really, I think it's another pretty famous scene where it's like, they say like, yeah, Omar is a police informant back in the day in New mm-hmm. York and they like throw him out the helicopter and hang him. I'm like, this is like, just shoot him. <laughs> this is too elaborate. Like, look, I, uh, and I'm telling you like at that scene on gangsters, the fucking just elaborate, man. Well, it sends a message though, you know? Exactly. To who? Tony, I guess. Yeah. No, not to Tony. Too. <laughs> or just to them in general, like a fucking like quick shot to the head is like less painful. Yeah, I guess. Like, no, you need to like, uh, obviously he got beat up. Because he's already fucked up by the time he they well, put a rope he, on him. Well, yeah, most people don't like willingly let that happen. So. Yeah, so he's like already fucked up. So yeah, most people aren't into that. So yeah, <laughs> well, that's what I'm saying. They had to be really extra. Yeah, I guess. the way they kill somebody. 
yeah, I guess. So it just, and Tony's like, okay, whatever, you know. <laughs> yeah, he pretty much says like, whatever. I don't like that guy anyway. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, we'll work out a deal. And then he's like, yeah, don't you fuck me, Tony. <laughs> I was like, that's a little awkward way to phrase it, but sure. <laughs> don't you ever try to fuck me? <laughs> yeah. Tony would be like, I bet. <laughs> I'm not trying to. <laughs> Yeah, so he goes back to the States and talks to Frank. And Frank's like, what the hell are you talking about? Like, what's his deal? Like, why would you believe this random, like, drug lord? That, he, but he sent them to him. Yeah. Clearly to make a deal. And But because he asks us for more, it's like, yeah, sure. Like, that's a problem all of a sudden. Like, come on. Like, if the guy wants more, he wants more, man. Like, obviously, this is going to be a good, like, fucking distribution. So, okay, I'm actually on Tony's side on this. If I'm a fucking drug dealer, and this guy is saying, hey, I trust you, personally you, I don't trust your other people, but, you know, we can make it work. And, like, he's giving you this deal that's going to cause, like, major distribution of your product. Then what's wrong with that? I don't know. I think I think it's like Frank was saying. It's like if you get too like big and too like you get put like a bigger target on your back, right? Isn't that he's not trying to do? If you're trying to make that deal with Sosa, clearly he's trying to be bigger. Yeah. So I'm confused by this. Then. Yeah, I don't know. I'm okay with Tony in this, then. I'm like, what the fuck? What do you want me to do? Yeah, I think he's also just upset about, like, Omar being killed. So Yeah, I guess so. so. He had less reason to trust him because he's, like, sent a guy down, and the guy just, like, kills one of his guys, right? So mm. so it's like, why what should I do business with a guy who, like, I send someone to deal with them, and they just, like, kill him, right? Mm. So Yeah. Like, that's, I'm like, that makes more sense why he's just like, yeah. Yeah. So Tony's like, you know what? I'm, I'm done with you, Frank, you know? I'm leaving. He starts his own, like, side cocaine business, I guess. Because mm-hmm. he has, like, a deal with Sosa. So, yeah, they, they start their own business up, and they go back to the club, and this is where they get the start of, start of doing the thousand-yard stares. <laughs> oh, yeah. Because yeah. he goes and he sees his sister there and just, like, <laughs> he's like, what's she doing here? And she's like, yeah, she's just dance with a guy, you know? Yeah. Also, like, like, I mean, credits to fucking, like, Tony Montana's eyes, because how the fuck do you see that shit? Anytime they point out someone in, like, the dancing club, I'm like, who are they talking about? Like, (laughs) I can't see anything. Like, Like, everybody's dancing. How the fuck do you notice all that shit, man? He's Tony Montana. (laughs) His eyes are on 2020 shit. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. You can see into the future. Yeah. Tony Montana. (laughs) Yeah, if anyone got that reference. No. 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 Okay. Sorry. I'm not going to explain it. <laughs> not explain it now. No. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, he has this thousand yard stare. And pretty much through the whole scene, he's kind of like staring at his sister, like, <laughs> like, off, you know, to the side of his, like, vision. When I hear the size of vision, it's just like straight up looking at her the whole time. Well, he gets a stop by a cop. Yeah. First, he gets stopped by a cop, Mel Bernstein. Bernstein, yeah. I was going to say Berenstein. Like, Berenstein Bears? Yeah. Drinks. Embarrassing bears over here. Oh. Fucking Papa Bear. Tony Montana and Papa Bear were talking. Well, some of the nicknames in this are like the monkey, the fat man, like Lamono. Lamono, El Gordo. Yeah. El Gordo, yeah. I was like, these names are stupid. Like, 
Like his name's are- <laughs> Look, you need to know a t- like Latin gangster names are like the stupidest things ever. Just, okay. Just, you know how many ha- like back in the days, you know how many locals I've met? <laughs> yeah. That they just called locals. <laughs> the locals, yeah. I met a guy named Diablo. Oh my <laughs> damn, that's intense. <laughs> I met Chino. <laughs> And my brother still by his name goes by Vato. Vato. Yeah. You know I mean. What does that mean? What does that mean? Oh me. Oh. Let's <laughs> wow. just call him amigo. Like <laughs> it's just... Vato. People still call him Vato to this day, man. I'm just like, damn, that name carried away. <laughs> yeah, his names are terrible. <laughs> Hispanic people, I guess, step up your nickname game. <laughs> Like, come on, something a little better. <laughs> other than just, like, random things you notice about a person. Honestly. It's like, okay, let's pick... Like, they call this guy Scarface, which, like... That's kind of a cool name, but it's like... It's just because he had a scar on his face. Like... <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hey, you, hey, it still reminds me of a time I was on, like... This is a random side story, but it was, like... I was on the bus one night, late at night... And there was some interest indulging in uh very uh drunk no I was actually activities. coming home from from school I was, okay. I was working very late at school okay and there's some in but you know, I'll tend to people who go on there tend to be the kind of people who indulge at night or just like weird so there was these uh drunk kids who are just like arguing with this old woman. And I don't know, they're just arguing with her and she would just be like, yeah, fuck you, kids. And she's like 80 years old. I'm like, okay. <laughs> and then at one point, one of them was like, hey, you, blue hat, you think you're so cool with your blue hat? So I'm like, this is the level of nicknaming that, like, that we're getting here. It's like, okay, if we're in a blue hat, it'll be like, hmm, it'll become blue hat, you know? Again, what, what is hat? Blue hat. Yeah, yeah it's freaking... <laughs> Whatever I forget what hat is in Spanish. Uh, cachucha. Cachucha. <laughs> that should have been a nickname. <laughs> hat. Mandel wearing a hat. Yeah. Yeah. Why not? Yeah. So uh, yeah, he's getting like this cop trying to make him a deal. Be like, yeah, you know, we got some. You, you give us some bus occasionally. You know, we'll if anyone tries to get on your territory, you know, we'll you'll rough them up. We'll take care of them. You know. Mm-hmm. And he's just like, you know what? No, like I don't deal with cops, right? Mm-hmm. So he's just like, eventually he sees the guy leaving with his sister, and he's like, grabs her ass. So he's like, mm-hmm. oh fuck, that's it, that's yeah. done, that's the setup, that's it on site, you know. Well, I mean, he gets into a little fight with uh, Lopez as well. With Lopez, yeah, he goes to, she's like Elvira there. Yeah, and he's like, "Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna." He tries like picking her up still. I saw that as Avira. It's Elvira. I'm calling her Elvira. It's Elvira. <laughs> because he calls her. Why do you call her Elvira? Do you have a thing about Elvira? You're against Elvira. <laughs> yeah, with the Mistress of Darkness or whatever her name is. It's Elvira. Fuck. <laughs> Leave Elvira out of this. No, no. <laughs> do you, you don't know Elvira is right? No. Okay, that's fair. You don't? No. She doesn't know. I know. <laughs> yeah, okay, explain. Just look up Elvira. Uh, yeah. Mistress of Darkness. Yeah. And you will hopefully not get any pornography. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know how that name sounds. Like 
gonna get porn hops. Oh, for sure. Yeah, exactly. I mean, yeah, Elvira. Yeah, that's Elvira. It's like your reaction to see her. <laughs> you got a problem with like the Mistress of Darkness? She was on TV back in the day. I know that was like uh, a thing. <laughs> it's just a thing. <laughs> Oh my. Yeah, the virus in Scarface. It's also a trophy wife, yeah. What a troll's wife, right? Fuck. Anyway. Yeah. She did more than Avira. That's probably <laughs> She was on TV. Yeah, she had a job. Yeah. And not a coke habit. Uh, who knows? Right? Oh, yeah, I'm not going to claim one way or the other, you know? I don't know that much. It's the it. 80s, okay? Everybody had a coke habit. The history of like oh, the actress who played Elvira. So. We're talking about her, though. Not, not, not the actress. We're talking about the movie itself. No, we're talking about the actress. Oh, <laughs> well, because we were talking, we were talking about Elvira in Scarface. So we're talking about a lot of things. <laughs> anyway, okay, continue, continue, Brandon. Watch our podcast and knows we have a little ADHD here. <laughs> Honestly, yeah. So he goes into the thing. He's just like making out with her in the fucking washroom, like they're fucking like fourteen or yeah. something. You're going to like the the bathroom of the club and start making out and like assumingly they're gonna do more on that. She's doing yeah. she's also doing like coke. So yeah. So he just bursts in. He's like, "Ah, oh, fuck you, buddy." And he's like, "Who are you?" Like, and just like starts slapping. He's like, "He's like you." It's like you stay away. He's like, "I'll do whatever I want." He just like slaps her. Yeah. And this is where it sort of starts building the relationship between her and uh, Manny, right? Because mm-hmm. Manny has a thing for her, right? Mm-hmm. But he's like, yeah, he's out of respect for Tony. He's not going to touch her. Right. Yeah. But I always wondered this thing about like, you, people get weird about like their friends dating, like their relatives, mm. which I'm like, wouldn't you rather have someone, you know, and like date your relatives than like a random person who could be a dirtbag? Like, okay. Cause I, I will answer this. You're right about that. But the thing is, Tony knows that Manny is in the life with him. Yeah. So why do you want to? Why do you want your sister to be involved with the life that you have? But it's also not his choice, to be honest. No, I, I'm not, and I'm not defending Tony in terms of like the way he treats her. In a sense, it's like, like him slapping her sister is like it's ridiculous. I don't know why you're doing that, but it's also like I could see some point in her and be like. Why do I want her to be involved with a guy that is in the same lifestyle as me? I mean, yeah, that's. I think that was what it was explained later when uh, Manny's driving her home. He's just like, yeah, you're like the only thing to him that's like pure in the world, right? Like he lives this like criminal life and she's like the, the light in his life, I guess, right? Yeah. Like the spot of sunshine. So it's like to see her get what, like, I guess, corrupted, quote unquote. Yeah. It's like sort of it's like he has And it's implied that this guy works for somebody. Not like he's not like a top dog, but he works with somebody that's in the same lifestyle as he is. Yeah, but at the same time it's like <laughs> once again, yeah, it's like you said, it's not his choice, right? Like if she no. wants to be involved with like Manny, like why not, right? And like Manny's his best friend, but Johnny's my best friend. <laughs> 
he's my best friend. Yeah, no, but I guess that shows the shades of like Tony Montana that he's not really the obviously he's not the best person. He's very insecure. Yeah, he's very he's the protagonist of the care of the story, but doesn't mean he's the perfect protagonist. No, he's far from it. Exactly. He's not even like an anti-hero. He's just, just like pretty much a villain or he is a villain. Yeah, but you could be the villain in your own story. Like in your he is technically still is the protagonist. Yeah, of course he's a protagonist. Yeah. Yeah. It's your uh level like early English class, difference between protagonist and antagonist, you know. Yeah. The heroes and the villains, you know. Yeah, exactly. When a hero becomes a villain. If anyone actually paid attention in English class? Yeah. Anti hero. <laughs> I, I wouldn't be called Tony Montana no, the fucking anti-hero. Anti-hero, he's not a good guy at all. No. It's a good song, though. Anti-hero? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well. Shameless Taylor Swift plug. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Taylor Swift. Yeah. You know, you know. She already has clout, okay? <laughs> she doesn't need more. <laughs> Listen, I thought we respected women on this podcast. That's true. Yeah. Taylor Swift is Respect awesome. Clout. I remember back in the day joking that a lot of people just wanted to like date Taylor Swift so they could break up and she'd write a song about them and you get the clout. I was like, damn, that's smart. <laughs> <laughs> well, John Mayer is not going to listen to this podcast. <laughs> John Mayer, yeah. Yeah, but, but Harry Styles might. Oh, Harry Styles. Hey, too busy with Olivia Wilde. Oh, actually, she broke up. I forgot about that. Bro, what, what century are you living in? <laughs> no, he was, he was dating Olivia Wilde, and then they broke up. I guess. Yeah, he was. I don't know about this celebrity gossip. Only celebrity I know in this film is Tony Montana. <laughs> Tony Montana. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so after that, they have the whole scene where he just kind of like <laughs> this whole scene is kind of funny because it's in between like Manny talking to like Gina, it's just like Tony Montana just like staring into the distance, just like, uh, <laughs> or like a guy does like a comedy routine. Mm-hmm. And then like there's some goons who are like not subtle at all. They have like <laughs> they just have like machine guns on their lap and they put like a napkin over it. And I'll be like, yeah, that's that's yeah, I, I can't see that at all. And then they put it on the table with the napkin. So I'm just like, what the hell is going on? And it's like, so he's just like staring off in the distance and I don't know what's going on around here, but. <laughs> I'm so confused. Oh, I see. But yeah, this was apparently also part of the scene where uh, they first submitted and they said it was too violent because um, the hitmen are there to kill Tony, obviously. They start like shooting up the place and the. There's a guy playing a clown in this, and he gets shot. Apparently, in the original cut, the one we saw, he got shot too many times. <laughs> oh, really? That was the reason they gave him an x-ray, and he got shot too many times. Oh, no. I like that clown guy, though. Octavio? Yeah! Yeah, the guy who doesn't say anything, doesn't do anything. But he <laughs> he's, look, he's, he's enjoying the masses, okay? He was just having a... Nice job, and then he gets shot up. He understood the assignment. <laughs> and was to say, don't even talk. <laughs> oh, kill me. <laughs> oh, God. Okay. Yeah. These henchmen are also, like, terrible shots. Like, <laughs> they're spraying bullets everywhere, and they just keep missing this guy. Yeah. You know, Tony Montana just, like, shoots him, like, once and directly in the kneecap. Like, in <laughs> one shot. Like... <laughs> Look, he was in the army, okay? <laughs> yeah, that's the excuse. He was in the army. 
And these other guys, I I don't know. You don't have to be in the army to like shoot someone with a machine gun. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's not it's not a skillful like thing you need from like <laughs> like ten like twenty feet away. Like, right. Anyway, yeah, they try to kill him, but Tony Montana survives and ends up like shooting them. <laughs> mm-hmm. Gets away, and obviously he thinks it's like Frank who did it, right? Yeah. So he tries to set up Frank. He goes up to like a guy, I guess his henchman yeah he's like okay i need you to call frank at like this exact time and just say like oh yeah we we didn't get him and he got away mm-hmm. he's like okay so they all show up at frank's like place and then frank's just like talking shit again about mm-hmm. whatever he shows up with like all his goon like tony shows up with his friends and like some guns and they'd be like oh yeah what happened to you tony you know i don't know what happened <laughs> Oh, yeah, we'll get these guys back. And he's like, oh, yeah, thanks. And then, like, the phone rings. And he's just like, oh, it's probably Elvira. Elvira. She, she's Elvira. She's <laughs> <laughs> Elvira. Look, man. <laughs> Elvira, sure. Okay. So he's like, he picks it up. And he's like, yeah, I'll be home soon. So, like, at that point, Tony knows he's fucking lying about it. Because, like, why would he need to cover up the conversation, right? Yeah. So he's like, hey, you fucking cockroach. Cockroach. <laughs> that's the yeah, the famous fucking Al Pacino saying cockroach. Yeah. Like I don't know, I don't know if that's how people from like Cuba say cockroach, but that's how that's, how, that's how Tony Montana says it. Tony Montana. <laughs> Are you really trying to build this counter up, Ariana? <laughs> so yeah. Yeah. And then Frank starts like begging for his life, which is like pretty pathetic unfortunately he's like oh please don't kill me tony i don't know why it's just like so seeing about something someone begging just like really pathetic it's yeah like, can we also plug in the part where he was like what do you want you want elvira you can have her yeah yeah possessions women yeah are. women are possessions yeah so yeah he ends up killed. <laughs> he ends up getting frank getting killed and then like the fucking the cop quote unquote who apparently may is not a cop He's just like, he shoots him as well. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. And then he just like goes up to fucking Elvira and just be like, yeah, we're going now. <laughs> just like, yeah, that's how it works. You want a girl? Just kill the previous owner of the girl. Yeah. And you become the owner of the girl. That's how it works, man. That's that Grand Theft Auto lifestyle. <laughs> that's like the old school, like you duel for a woman's honor. If you yeah. want to court a woman, you have to duel for it. You know. Yeah. That's true. Pistols at dawn. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> the rapiers at dawn. <laughs> it's like, uh, what movie was that that had in Dangerous Liaisons, if you saw that? No, I haven't. But, uh, fucking, uh, Glenn Close was in that. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Inspiration? No, not even close. I think it came out after. Oh, okay, okay, so. okay. Uh, so, at this point, we get to the second half of the film. I like to split that out. Yeah, even though it's like like two thirds of the way through the film. Yeah, huh? it's like you get the montage with the push it to the limit. Put like Oi. fucking very famous song. Yeah, the push it to the limit. fucking Rick Ross sampled that. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a hood classic, you know. Yeah, exactly. It's just it's just the shit you see. Rick Ross was like having a sample. You're just like it's popping off. Push it. Mm-hmm. He's popping off. Right yeah, now. push it to the limit. I push, I push. I ride, I ride. That's why, like, Boris, like, Rick Ross. <laughs> <laughs> oh. 
that's all that's my rick cross i do that like unironically now whenever i yawn i'm like oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> i'm like why am i just constantly turning to rick ross now <laughs> When when you make a joke too many times, it just becomes part of you as a person. Word. Like, when did I become like this? Word. What did I used to sound? What did I originally sound like? Return to factory settings. Yeah, re- reset. <laughs> you said, yeah. I mean, I can understand why this is probably like the stereotypical like gangster who's got like the stacks and stacks of money, mm-hmm. literally just like bringing in bags full of cash to the bank all the time. Yeah, and he's just like. They don't really show show him expanding the operation. They just show him like stacking up the bills, and he gets married at this point as well. Right? Mm-hmm. They also show like uh, casually, like Gina and Manny, sort of like getting close to each other. Yeah. Right. So. <clears throat> so yeah, after that, this is the next part of the film where he becomes like the kingpin of like fucking Florida or Miami. He becomes the Pablo Escobar. The Pablo Escobar. I don't know if he's. That big. No, he's no. Tony Montana. <laughs> he's Tony Montana. No, he just like like reigns over Miami at this point. Yeah, he just reigns over. Yeah. Yeah. And they just talk about money a lot, clearly. Yeah. Almost talking about like he's talking with the banker, be like, Yeah, we're gonna increase your interest rates because you're putting too much money in the bank. <laughs> Makes sense. It looks really I, suspicious, you know. I guess so. At that point, you just take the owl and be like, Yeah, that's what's supposed to happen. No, you fly to the Bahamas yourself. They said that wouldn't work out. Could. They said they wouldn't work out too long, you know? Yeah, but it's like, you just pick your interest rates, dude. It's yeah, fine. Sure. Struggles of being a gangster. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, I think at this point, you start to see, like, Tony's become, like, a lot more paranoid about everything going on. Like, yeah. he's lost a lot of trust in people. Uh, I guess maybe after this whole Frank situation, it, like, caused him to lose more trust. So mm. basically only, like, trust, like, his direct henchmen. Unlike no one else. Yeah. So. Well, yeah. is either that or like the coke is making him paranoid? Uh, yeah, he also started doing coke. So. The coke has like he was always doing coke. It wasn't like. But like I feel like now that he's like nah, at the top, didn't it's like he start using coke after he was done with Frank. Yeah, he never. Because doing... remember, Frank's second rule was never. Never get high on your own supply. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, he never was doing coke before that. Mm-hmm. I swear to God that uh, that scene where he's with Avira in the car, he's like, "Can you give me a little something?" And then he's like, "Yeah, sure." He just takes it. Oh, I don't remember that. I don't think so. It was in the car. See, maybe I don't remember that. Well, I'm not saying he was doing it like extensively. I'm saying he was doing it casually. Yeah. But like, obviously, he's now doing it extensively because now he has his own stash, and now he's just like snorting. Like crazy, yeah, yeah. He also has like the <laughs> ridiculous setup where he has like a massive bathroom with a huge bathtub in the center, oh, yeah. And, like, yeah. TV. and like also a place to like do your makeup, like way off in the center, like like a powder room or something. Yeah, and he's just like talking to Manny, and it's like he's talking to Alvira, and he's just like basically after they got married, it's not working out, you know. Nah, and it's just sort of they got a shot of him like zoomed out, be like him like alone in the bathtub. Mm-hmm. Which I don't know. Just, we just like we didn't talk about the cinematography at all. I don't know. It's just fine. Cinematography is fine. Yeah, it's not like outstanding or anything. They don't do anything like crazy for the no. time, but no. it's it's fine. I, I guess like some camera movements are pretty cool. 
Yeah. Like, like I saw a lot of cranes being used in, in the shoot. Clearly, some shots are looking like like they got the range out of it, like really good. Yeah. Other than that, like in terms of like the feel of cinematography, is pretty st- standard. Yeah, I mean, like few, like other than like the zoom in on people's faces staring, mm-hmm. there's like very few blatant like like f- scenes where they frame like very specifically, like yeah. it's not very noticeable. That yeah. one scene was trippy where they zoomed in on him, but also moved the camera out. Or yeah, yes, yeah, they did the effect where if anyone's seen uh, Jaws, they have the famous scene where it's like. Uh, someone gets killed by the they get killed by the shark the first time and like zooms on his face but like the background like like warps out it's like mm. uh like you should you probably know about this technique where it's like you move the camera forward while simultaneously like zooming the camera out yeah okay i see that yeah yeah you know, they did that like briefly one scene at like a sort of random spot too where they like zoomed out but i think they also zoomed the actual lens itself in mm. so it, like the background kind of like narrowed the field of view mm. So I'm like, what? But it was just like when they're getting in the car. I'm like, that's kind of a, a cool, a weird, a yeah. cool shot to do for like a, such a casual scene. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But he's just like, you know, I I'll talk to Manny's proposing. It's like they talk to this other dude, Seidelbaum or something, to like handle the money. He's like, okay, I'll go handle yeah. the money myself. He doesn't trust Manny to do it. He he doesn't trust. Yeah. After this point, he's like pretty much does everything himself, even though he's like the head of the crime organization, right? Mm-hmm. Which is like weird, right? Yeah, you can get other people to do shit like that for you. Yeah, but I guess that's, like, his character, right? Like, he doesn't like forcing other people to do his dirty work, right? Like, he's mm-hmm. like, I'll do my own shit, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, I have, it's like, it's my empire, so I'm going to do everything. Mm-hmm. So, he's a micromanager, essentially. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. You can't, like, trust people enough. I mean, by all means, if fucking uh, Manny took that deal, and he would have been the one caught with... Like fucking countering money and shit like that. Not like himself, not Tony Montano. That is true. Yeah, he would have. It would have been bad. It wouldn't have been bad for him. It would have been bad for like, you know, Manny, right? Yeah. Which it could easily get him out of that shit. I'm pretty sure Manny can stand three years in the can and be okay with it. Yeah, exactly. It's like the Goodfellas thing where you spend your time in the prison, right? Yeah. And they have like their own like setup. Yeah. Yeah, so he gets, yeah, he takes the money and gets, it turns out it's a sting operation. He gets caught for like tax evasion, essentially. I guess that's like, what's well, a tax evasion, really? Well, it's tax evasion, laundering money. Okay. Right? So he's like, he just has a lot of unaccounted for money, right? Which, mm. like, he just, if you don't declare your taxes on that, then he had something like 1.3 million. Yeah, 1.3 million of undeclared money. Mm. Yeah, so yeah, the Scarface, yeah, it was based was a nickname of Al Capone, who mm-hmm. very famously got busted for tax evasion. Mm-hmm. Also, once Brian De Palma made a movie about it, The Untouchable. So, mm. yeah, so that's how they seem to get a lot of these people on, like, very technical things like tax evasion. And then, like, yeah. That's when the other stuff starts coming out, you know. Mm-hmm. But fucking RS remains undefeated, man. Never mess <laughs> with the IRS yeah. or, or the CRA or anybody like that. Yeah. It's They're, like that, that meme where it's like, I don't care who the IRS sends. I'm not leaving my house. Yeah, exactly. You know them? No. No? No? Really? We're not hip with the memes. Oh my God. We only do films from the 1900s here. Exactly. That's our criticism. 
Maybe just do modern movies. <laughs> She's the one who should put Scarface as a movie, by the way. <laughs> yeah, this wasn't mine or Jimmy's choice of a film. I know, Moriana, you get all the you get all the heat for this uh, one. I don't know. You said pick a movie, so I picked a classic, <laughs> and now you. I mean, I yeah, I did. Yeah, we didn't. We didn't. No, you didn't think you were gonna do a nineteen eighty three film? <laughs> That's true. Yeah, it could have been anything. Yeah. Could have been, yeah, whatever the most recent film that's popular that came Black out. Adam. Black Adam. Yeah. <laughs> Could have gone to the theater to see Black Adam. Yeah. I was really looking forward to seeing that film. Yeah. yeah. It's a good movie. You didn't want to watch Dwayne? That's a good movie. I've seen it. Yeah. Okay. We're not here to talk anyway. about Black Adam. We're talking about <laughs> Continuing. Scarface. Don't even remember. Yeah. Don't even <laughs> Yeah. So. He gets busted, and so he meets up with Sosa, and Sosa proposes a deal to him. It's like, yeah, you got a problem, we got a problem, right? So he has all these, like, very uh, very well-connected people in the government with them, right? Be like, yeah, so our problem is we have a guy going around basically, like, exposing us on television, right? Mm-hmm. So we got we to gotta send someone to kill him, right? So he's going to send – Sosa's going to send one of his henchmen, but he doesn't know any English, so he can't really blend into America very easily. Yeah. So Tony's job is essentially just like escort him around and make sure he like kills the guy. Mm-hmm. And he's like, you know what? Yeah, that's fine, right? That sounds like a good good deal, right? So and then this goes on to like a next probably one of the more famous scenes in the film. Like I think it's probably like the top three most well known yeah. scenes. Where he's at the restaurant with like Manny and El- Elvira, mm-hmm. and just like they're just talking and like basically Tony's just like shitting on like Elvira. Yeah, be like, yeah, womb so polluted, you know, I can't even have a fucking baby with her, you know. Yeah, it's like just a junkie, and then she finally, like, after probably years of like this abuse, he's just like, you know, you can't talk to me that way. She finally stands up for herself. She yeah, back yeah. After all these years of just being like a trophy wife who just sits around and does nothing all day. Yeah, and he's just like, yeah, you'd be a terrible father, right? And that like. I think that, like, strikes into her more than anything to him, right? Well, because he didn't have a dad. <laughs> yeah, so he doesn't want to be like his dad, so. Yeah. I guess that's... No, I'm not going to make that joke. Well, what were you going to say? Say it, it's fine. I was going to say, I guess that's why it's another hood classic, just absent fathers. <laughs> <laughs> Very relatable. Yeah. <laughs> or just any anime. Any anime that's more like my father got killed by like the main bad guy, <laughs> or my father really isn't in the picture at all. <laughs> I never yeah. knew him. <laughs> I never knew him. Well, he's there. He just we just don't talk about him. <laughs> or yeah, I got the scar from your father back in the day. He was the toughest man I ever fought. You know, like the- hey, word. <laughs> Really? I don't know him. But you were a disappointment. <laughs> yeah. That's like such a stereotypical <laughs> thing. Some stereotypical final bad guy thing in anime. <laughs> yeah, no, he didn't. He didn't. Yeah, Tony Montana can get a scar from the final bad guy in this. He is the final bad guy. Tony Montana is the final bad guy in this. No, it was the guy with the shades. No, he's the the guy with the shades is like the the hero. <laughs> What he's got put him out of misery, man. He would have got shot like 20 times. Yeah, <laughs> Just end the deal. <laughs> yeah. Still... Yeah, but then I kind of surprised, like, Elvira, Elvira, 
it's just like he's like yeah, i'm leaving you know i'm not coming back and you just like never see her again so yeah you never i guess she just moved on with her life you know yeah good for her yeah. strong independent woman wow. recovering from <laughs> bad addictions <laughs> from yeah. Tony Montana. yeah yeah, and then it gets to the whole speech of, you know, oh, you think I'm a bad guy, you know? I think that's probably that's a pretty good speech, honestly. Like, it's up there. Like, yeah, best monologues in a film. Al Pacino gets a lot of good monologues. He does, yeah. And, and just, like, in general, has his career? Yeah, I mean, like, it's, like, some of the, like, considered, like, the best monologues in films, like, are Al Pacino, right? Yeah. You know, like this, you got, like, Scent of a Woman, obviously. Death of the Merchant. Hmm? Death of the Merchant. Death of Merchant. He had a uh, Devil's Advocate. Mm-hmm. He had that whole rant at the end, which was good as well. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I guess Al Pacino's is good at like giving speeches, yeah. monologues, you know? So yeah, he goes home and it's like, it's like, oh yeah, your mom called you. You can't find Gina. And he's like, okay, I'll go see her. And he finds out that Gina's like has a place down in, Coconut Grove, which I, I think is like a well-to-do area. Citrus Grove. Citrus Grove, sorry. I don't know why I remembered that. <laughs> Citrus Grove. I think any, any... Why did you say coconut? Then? Yeah. I heard coconut. He didn't. He said I did say coconut. I think she... No, but I heard coconut in the, in the the movie. I think before that she mentioned she saw her down like some place like coconut something or other. Ah, I see. And then she confronted her and he's like, yeah, she doesn't talk to me anymore. Mm-hmm. And she's just like... He goes down to the place and fucking Manny opens the door and and then Gina is there in like the robe and he just like fucking shoots Manny without any hesitation. <laughs> yeah. For like while no. doing that like blank stare thing. Yeah. And then she's obviously extremely upset, but they're like, okay, we can't stay here. So extremely upset is like putting it down. She was a fucking down hysterical. Yeah, like down hysterical. Yeah. Down hysterical. I thought I said down hysterical. I'm like, is that a new term? Like <laughs> down hysterical. Down bad. <laughs> down hysterical. Down hysterical. Yeah, she's down hysterical for Manny. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> yeah, but the goons are like pretty pretty level-headed. Like, yeah, we can't be here, right? Because he's like literally just shot a dude in Literally his... like the first time ever in the movie where the goons are like, let's go. Yeah, they're like, yeah, you can't stay here. So they bring him back. Uh, the mansion. Mm-hmm. Did we like, talk about Salsa calling uh, Tony? Salsa? Not uh, yet. No, that happened actually before. Yeah, that did happen before. Salsa calls and be <laughs> like, oh, what do you mean? They didn't... Yeah, we didn't talk about that whole thing where they he refuses to kill the guy. Oh, yeah. Because, oh. <laughs> yeah, we missed that part where the assassin they sent to kill um, whoever the, the speaker is was like, they didn't... He had his, like, wife and kids in the car at the time, so, yeah. like, Tony... And his principles is like, yeah, I'm not going to kill like a wife and kids just because for, to kill this one guy, right? Yeah. So he's like, they're going to blow up his car with him in it in front of like the UN. Mm-hmm. But it's like, okay, yeah, no. So he shot the guy instead, right? The the assassin guy. Mm-hmm. And that causes problems with Sosa because he's like, yeah, this guy gave the speech. He wasn't supposed to give the speech. He's like, yeah, what are we doing next month? You know, it's like, yeah, there's not a next, there's not a next time, you know? He's like, you fucked me, Tony. And he's just like, and he's like, yeah, you talk to me like that. And it's like, he just starts ranting on the phone, even though the other guy hung up, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So then we get to that whole thing after where it's about like his mom and stuff. So, mm-hmm. so yeah, they go, eventually they go back to his place and they're like, they got to stay like 
Tony's just like has a fucking mountain of cocaine. <laughs> yeah. Just like <laughs> yeah. smacking. That's the favorite that thing that's also a famous scene where with he him. is snowing in his office with like <laughs> the dot on his nose, like he just, just dips disintegrating. Yeah, apparently. Oh, like suit two is all white. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, there's rumors that was like actual cocaine. <laughs> Which I'm like, that's a ridiculous amount of cocaine. Otherwise, <laughs> yeah. say I highly doubt Al Pacino would just like dive into a mountain of cocaine. <laughs> yeah, I mean, some people say it was powdered sugar. Apparently, like after the film, though, it fucked up Al Pacino's nasal passages. <laughs> what? So I'm like, was he actually just snorting whatever it was? Like, <laughs> like why would he just snort? He's like, so in character, maybe man. Like for accuracy, he was snorting actual cocaine. Yeah. <laughs> Exactly. If, if that's what the room. I mean, are. Oliver Stone was addicted to coke, so I don't know. Man. <laughs> like, to get like, I got you, dog. Tony Montana, you need. Like, to I got you, Pacino. I got you. Either way, it caused some nasal problems. So, <laughs> so I was just like, it's like, yeah. So they just kind of like leave him alone there, and then we see a bunch of like random thugs start like swarming <laughs> his like a mansion, right? Like just like an army of thugs. You. <laughs> Utes, yeah, Utes is in my cousin Vinny, yeah, young Utes, yeah, yeah. So it's just like they they all just start swarming, and he doesn't really notice. And fucking Gina comes in, being like, "Oh, you want me, Tony?" And just like that was, he's like, "I told you, fucking Gina about them about that self lifestyle, man." And then she just like also is like, "Yeah, you want me, Tony? Come get me!" And just like starts shooting him. I mean, this is a really elaborate kink. I don't know, man. Like, <laughs> like the girl wants you, but is also trying to kill you at the same time. He's done fucked up, man. She's just, like, done fucked up. Yeah, she's pretty fucking out of her mind at this point, right? Yeah. She's devastated. She's not thinking anything, really. No, she just wants to kill him. Yeah, it basically, like, ruined her life. Yeah. So. Oh, you forgot to mention that when he found Gina, like, she was married to Manny. Yeah, yeah they got married the day before. Yeah, yeah. They're like we're gonna surprise you. I'm like, <laughs> why do you think that was a good idea? Like, honestly, that bothers me a little bit. I don't bit. know. Maybe like she thought Tony Montana would like come around and be. Yeah, like, maybe oh, he thought like brother, once it was done, like, yeah. like he had no choice but it's to accept it. Right? Like, you know, man, should know better, man. That guy was like a terrible judge of character. Well, it, it's always a better task for forgiveness than for permission. Yeah. I don't know if that applied in this case because it, it didn't well, work out. None, none of it worked out. <laughs> well, so. the forgiveness never came. Yeah. <laughs> Nor the permission. Like, you really, no, but like, in all honesty, Manny sees like the way he is as like a fucking character and just like, nah, like, he's not going to let this slide. But it's also Manny's life too. Like he wanted to marry this girl. So. I and, guess and, so. And honestly, Tony Montana should have known like he, he, Manny was treating her pretty well. Yeah, I guess so, but it's just like, damn, like, don't do it with that type of guy as, you know, it's like, don't, don't put yourself in that case, bro. Don't. There's a lot of other females in the world. You'll be fine. You'll be fine, Manny. You'll be fine. A lot of other what? Females in the world. A lot of females. (laughs) Yeah. People get weird about saying females. There's other people he could date. Clearly, he's only into females, so. Yeah, he's only into females. Yes. <laughs> yeah, we're getting canceled on Twitter for saying females, oh, too, as well. Damn. You can't say females anymore. It's apparently offensive, so. Just continue with the plot of the movie. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> Typical female trying to rush rush me. Oh snap! Bo, 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 bo. Listen. Listen. This is the last time we ever have. You oh, don't put the tic tacs down. It's time, on. Last time we ever have a woman on our podcast. After this. Last time a woman wants to go on your podcast. Baby. Yeah. Well, I should say shit, guys. I'm just the host. <laughs> yeah, why are you so high? I'm going for both sides yeah, here. Like... I'm antagonizing both of y'all motherfuckers. Yeah, I don't know why. I just love chaos. <laughs> yeah, no, he's an okay rapper. But uh, back to the plot. And, yeah, so we, we should get back to the plot, yeah. yeah back to the plot. <laughs> Yeah, after yeah, Gina goes crazy and tries to kill him, uh, one of the guys comes up with a grappling hook. In- interesting thing about that scene, that one shot of him going with the grappling hook was filmed by Steven Spielberg, actually. <laughs> Wait, what? Of course it was. Yeah, because him and uh, Brian and the Palmer were friends, so he stopped by the set to see how the scene was going, and I guess they let him do the shot where he shot the grappling hook up or threw the grappling hook onto the balcony. <laughs> Just very random scene. Very sure. random, yeah. But yeah, it worked. Yeah, he, he breaks in and just like ends up shooting Gina. And then this is where Tony Montana was already like super out of it because he's like fucked up from killing Manny. Yeah. And he just like he starts like talking to like Gina's dead body, be like, oh I don't look what happened to your face. It's dirty, you know. <laughs> he's like covered in blood. I'm like, bro. <laughs> like chill. he got fucked up. And it's like, yeah. So he's meanwhile his goons are getting like slaughtered out there. Yeah. And the guy's like, let me in, Tony. He's just like, you can't even hear him. Chi Chi. <laughs> That's his name, Chi Chi. <laughs> Chi Chi. It was Boma. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So eventually the guy gets killed and that finally wakes him up. And then it gets to the whole uh if anyone wants to do the impression of the line he says. He oh, yeah, Mariana's gonna do it. Oh. Meet my little friend. <laughs> no. That's not how it goes, damn it. Burger, yeah, what? That's not one of my favorite scenes. Okay, so I okay. never like bothered to, to remember it correctly. That's like the most memorable scene out of this movie. Yeah, the say hello to my little friend. Yeah. Say hello to my little friend. Fucking guy has like an M16 with like a fucking like grenade launcher attachment. Yeah. Holding M16, the Panama Extreme. <laughs> Fucking Nos, also Scarface, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, he, this is the f- scene where he gets the big shootout and he's just like <laughs> shooting guys up and he's just like, I'll take your bullets. And he's getting shot like 30 times. Yeah. Literally, like every he's goon just starts standing. shooting him. He's just like, I'm still standing, you know? He's just like, and he just like, then like fucking Agent Smith comes out from behind him with a shotgun and shoots him in the back. That's a guy from like somewhere in the future. You know, he just came through a portal, shot him, and then just walked. Yeah, away. yeah. Came out of that Matrix. He's yeah, like, yeah. Oh, exactly. Keanu Reeves in disguise. <laughs> but no, Agent Smith. Damn it. Okay, all right. That's Agent Smith. Yeah, that's Elrond. Elrond. <laughs> yes, shoots him in the back with a shotgun. That clearly. Kills him. Um, and then the like, opens. The gate just opens for him. <laughs> yeah, the yeah, the effect on this was like he's supposed to like fall through the fence, but it looked like they just like perfectly opened in half and like he fell through. I'm like, why does he have a gate on his like fucking staircase? Like just in case he's like throw someone off in his fountain? Like, I don't know. I guess. <laughs> it makes the shot cool, okay? Damn it. Yeah, I don't know. It just didn't look 
good, so. Whatever. It just, it, who cares? It's the last scene of the movie. It's the last scene. Yeah, he dies. And then <laughs> gets the, I, the iconic scene of the, the statue that says the world is yours. Yep. And then yeah. that's it. That's the end of the film. Exactly. It's just end of the film. No redemption for Tony Montana. He just straight up dies. Unless you want to play the video game as he gets redemption. <laughs> and he grabs the shotgun and saves himself. And... Exactly. Yeah, Tiger to... kills people too. Oh, wow. In the, in the game. Oh, damn. <laughs> I'm like, oh, yeah, we, we forgot about the tiger. Tony's a tiger. There's like that one scene and that's, that's it. Maybe it has like a tiger tied to like a tree, like <laughs> in his backyard or something. Fuck, does the di- tiger just die now? Yeah, just fucking died. They probably sent it back to like the wherever they got it from, hopefully. What do you mean? I'm pretty sure that like the fucking Bolivian motherfuckers are gonna kill the tiger. <laughs> well, the, yeah, or or the tiger might kill a few them. If it gets loose. why would they want to get close if they got guns? <laughs> what do you think? They're gonna go like machete on the, on the tiger, machete <laughs> on the tiger. Oh like, fuck, I actually really needed tiger skin tonight. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's too cold in Miami, apparently. It's too cold up north here yeah. Yeah. in Miami. In Miami, <laughs> anyways, that is Scarface. So, um. Last uh, thoughts on the film. I'm gonna get, ask you guys for a rating. Well, what was your before you do that? What was your favorite scene, both of you? Ooh, that's a good. That's a good question. <clears throat> um, I guess like chainsaw scene, really. Chainsaw scene. Yeah, I just felt like like that was like typical. Like I mean, I watched Scarface, but I also like we. I've already talked about it. Like I played GTA. So I felt like that was a very GTA scenario. Oh yeah. So I I guess like I I just wanted to see how he would he was gonna get out of that. In most movies, you think that like the the protagonist and the side character is gonna walk away, but clearly the side character just gets fucking gutted. <laughs> yeah. So it was a, it was a good scene. Yeah, mine was um the one near the end in the restaurant where. Gives his big speech. Mm. Really, because I'm like a sucker for like good dialogue in films, and it was probably like the best dialogue in the film to me, at least. You know mm-hmm. that one scene. So yeah, what about you? Mine. Yeah, I always tell the truth, even when I lie. Yeah. So the the, the scene I was talking about. Yeah. 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 Pretty much. Yeah. I mean, it's a good scene. So no, it's great. Right. Uh, so out of a rating for you guys, like, would, would, out of 10, what would you guys put it as? Bro, it has to, this is like a childhood classic. This a is childhood, like 10 out of 10 childhood. Would be like, it's a childhood oh, classic for, I, you know what, it's a childhood classic for both of us. Then. I saw Tony Montana fall from his balcony at six years of age. Like, there's no I, other I was 10 like years, Tony. but sure. Childhood <laughs> classic? It's a childhood classic. <laughs> It has the same feel as like mac and cheese, you know. Mm, just home, just hits home. Yeah. yeah. What about you, Jimmy? Oh, she didn't even give it a rating. I said ten out of ten. 10, 10. Oh, she. Oh, okay. Sorry, my bad. <laughs> um, I'm gonna give it a nine out of ten. Nine out of ten. Yeah, I feel like maybe uh, a sh- like. The story about Avira and whatnot, I would like that to be more closed rather than she just left. 
considering she was a, a not she was a supporting character, but that never got closure really. Yeah, yeah, but she told him I'm leaving you and she left him. Like I would have seen I would have wanted a bit more out of that. And the fact that Manny just gets killed immediately. It's like it, we spent all this time with him. It's tragic in a sense. But like, I don't know. I would have want more resolved out of that. But it's still, I'm giving it a fucking 9 out of 10. Yeah. Like, at Have the end of the day, the, mo- the movie fucking delivers. Have you seen The Godfather? Not really. What? I know, and I know that's like cinema-like sins right there. Because you seen you The Godfather, to- hasn't seen Citizen Kane. Have you seen The Godfather? Yes. I- oh, you know that scene where Sonny, like, or Sonny goes to the, to the gas station and just gets blown up? Yeah. Yeah, that's the same. The, the Manny scene is the same energy. Like, just no mercy, just murder straight up. Like, I've seen parts of The Godfather. I just, I don't like to think that, like, I know the film that well. To the point where I feel like I, I could say I've seen it. Yeah, it's also another long film. Yeah. Long gangster movie. Yeah, probably longer than Scarface. It's around the same. I, think. I saw Godfather 3. Weirdly, you only saw I Godfather mean, three, the yeah. one that needs literally all the context from the first from, two. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I kind of got it. Okay, okay. They try to pull me back in. <laughs> yeah. You have to watch the Godfathers. The Godfathers. Yeah. yeah. One, two, and three. Yeah. Consecutively. I mean, I was giving this film around like eight and a half, eight point mm-hmm. seven, maybe. So it's like because it's like a, it's a good film. It's a long film, but it like I said, it's very engaging. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, like you said, it's just like yeah, I would have liked to see more of the relationship between him and Elvira. Rather, like I get her her character; she's just like a possession. But I would have liked to see her be more of an actual character than just like yeah, just like a like a random possession. Well, you have Michelle Pfeiffer as like the actress playing her, so it's like she's yeah, I would have really liked, talented. I would have liked to see her use utilize a little bit more yeah. personally. Like I would like to see her have like more more time on the screen mm-hmm. rather than just be like yeah, just she's essentially just there to advance like the Tony's progression as a character, pretty much rather than be like her own person mm-hmm. like ever. Mm-hmm. And then, like, other than that, like, yeah, it's a good film. It's, once again, I always say this about every '80s film. It's also it's a very clearly an '80s film. So yeah, so, soundtrack wise too. Soundtrack, yeah. cinematography wise, I don't know what the cameras they use. They they all have a similar look. Yeah, I don't know if it's the frame rate or something. Probably. Yeah. 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 Oh, this is a banger. It's a good film, though. Yeah, honestly. Um, so we're going to wrap up the show right now because we're really closing in at a late time. So, uh, Boriana, you're the guest of the show. Anything you want to add? I'm Tony Montana. There you go. Well, thank you for being on the show. Thank you for having me. Oh, you're welcome. You're welcome. Yeah. Yeah. Before we get canceled, so. (laughs) Right. Um, uh, you welcome for the clout you're going to get from me? Ooh, yeah, hopefully. So, guys, till next time, peace out. Bye. Tony Montana.